Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. that intro is um and, and even when i had it i've never noticed how long that intro is but um this is sports unplugged um with this week uh gav and kev um avi and connor obviously have work commitments and stuff like that so it is clashing with them at the moment so we're going to cover as much as we can throughout the season for them um wherever you need it uh kev how are you my man i'm really good really good big weekend ahead of sport a huge weekend of sport yeah all it, around it's, the it's world a, as well it's it's, it's a, massive when you sit down and right what are my plans for the weekend and then you look at it and you think, my God, there is... Not doing much, just sitting down and watching something. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I said to the business, do you want to go out the weekend with your mates? Do you want to sort something out? Yeah, you start <laughs> handing over bank cards and saying, you knock yourself out, just yeah. stay out for ages. Yeah, take your time, you're grand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but look, uh, disclaimer, um, I watch a bit of sport. Um, I dabble in sport, I suppose, when it's outside the Liverpool Football Club. So if anyone's in the chat tonight and you want to educate me on anything, feel free to. If you want to make a suggestion as to what we could talk about or what our opinions will be on certain things, absolutely throw them in there as well. I mean, have a chat about them. Um, and I didn't realise how big a weekend it was of sport until me and you earlier on today just started going, right, what we talk about? What's happening? And then you were like, um, Barca and Real, uh, Inter, Juventus, Liverpool United. Obviously, I know about Liverpool United. Um, and then I wanted to talk about a bit of golf. I wanted to see if anyone's into the NFL, who their team is, and how it's going. Because when the dark nights draw in and Sunday nights come, it's um, it's great crack to watch um, yeah. that red zone, isn't it? So It is. Yeah. To... The, the red zone is the one thing that I wish they had on Soccer Saturday. It's the one thing I wish mm. Soccer Saturday was, that you can mm. watch Soccer Saturday across the four divisions. Yeah. And Goal goes in and the camera would flick to it and you'd see the replay and so it'd be fantastic. But the red zone's great. 
spread yeah. across so many games and there's all action. So at least you can soak up what's going on. Because the one thing I find with NFL, it can be really long. Yeah. I mean, boringly long if nothing's yeah. happening. And if you ain't I don't, I don't, I don't invested mind put, in it, like. I don't mind when they put on one game and you're watching it, but they're just zapping to other games to show you. Yeah. It's kind of breaks, it on, kind yeah. breaks it up because, um, it's hard to watch when you know the rules. It's even harder when you don't, because you literally yeah. don't know where there's all these stoppages. But <laughs> yeah, we get to, we get to NFL a bit. Um, if you're watching, nice one. Um, again, don't forget throw in whatever you want into that chat, and we'll have a chat once it is about sport. Um, throw it in there, and we'll we'll go about it. And um, as I said, we're going to talk about Formula One, golf, UFC, um. NFL, football, and anything else that you want to talk about. Uh, Cloptimistic Free Words says, bring on United. We're going to talk about that in a bit. Yeah, Just before we go on, um, because Salah, um, little snippets coming out from an interview with Sky, I presume, from the last couple of days, um, probably Wednesday or Thursday. And the big thing to come out is that he says, look, I don't, I, I'd play my last game. I'd play every day of my career at Liverpool. If I could, and, and they said, well, how are things going? He said, well, that's not for me to say. It's not in my hands and stuff like that. Um, what did you make of it? Because I'm getting mixed reviews on, on, on Twitter and stuff like that. I, I, I'll tell you now, I think he signs an extension. I think you'll see him there till 2025 at least. That, that's my opinion. He look, but even the words that come out of him, Kev, I looked at the body language and he just looks so content. Yeah, doesn't, he looked, didn't look frustrated or anything when, when, oh. when that was going on. You see some players when they're coming up to contract negotiations and they get very fidgety when they're doing interviews that uh, my agent is dealing with this or it's um, it's yeah. being dealt with. Move on kind of thing. He was he answered the questions that were put to him and he was relaxed, calm. Yeah. I think he I agree. I think he does sign. Um mainly because and from the club's point of view, the cost of replacing him is more than what he's reportedly asking for. Mm. It makes no sense not to sign him. And the way I look at sat this thing, it's it's about the timing. It's the little details now, you know, maybe image rights or stuff like that. It's small things to get done. I, he's content. He's happy. Yeah. It's puts if it's not how we think it is, it puts a hell of a lot of pressure back onto the club. If it's not, so what you what you mean by when he says it's not in my hands, I'd love to spend every day in my career, Liverpool, exactly. and everything's not right. He's basically he's throwing a curveball in there to the club, or he's he's he's, he's hitting a big yeah. serve into their court and to see what comes out of it. Exactly. But, but you you made a great point to me before we 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 stick him on air, and you said to me, Cav, listen, the way the club is run now, and the way they keep everything in house, um, you can't under any circumstance see Liverpool allow Mo Salah to do an interview with Sky two days before a game at Manchester United and talk about his contract if everything wasn't absolutely fine. No way. There's no way the media crew, and you got to look at the social media crew as well at the club, the amount of PR stuff they've been pumping out in the last two weeks, yeah. promoting Salah and bigging him up. Uh, it's every day. It's, it's a new record. It's something else. It's how much the club love him, and rightly so. I can't for the life of me believe the club's media team would allow him anywhere near Sky mm-hmm. to be put up because they know they're going to ask about the contract. Yeah. If the club weren't comfortable in the answers that he was going to be given, you know, the club could or the, cl- or, any, the club would, or the club would block that interview going yeah. until it was edited down to the way they wanted because they've a big yeah. say in this stuff. They do, of course. I mean, the thing is, Sky and BT will ask the club, we want to interview XYZ player. The club will say, well, n- no, not him. You can interview him and this guy instead. The club or you can interview are in him, but you're not asking A, B, and C. Yeah. 
Yeah. So they're and they know that it's a long hard, it's a long season ahead, and Sky will want access to players down the road. They'll want access to Klopp down the road. They're not going to want to shit in their own doorstep, you know. Mm-hmm. So they'll play ball as well. And yeah. the way I, the snippets that I've seen so far, I'm looking forward to seeing the whole thing. But the snippets I've seen so far, he's happy. He he's he raising so his family. Yeah. yeah, he's raising his family in the city, and he, and he likes it. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think he likes the idea of being the main man. Mm-hmm. And he knows that the club and the side is built for him to succeed. He yeah. might he's already seen players leave and it not the grass isn't greener on the other side. And why wouldn't you want to stay with Klopp until Klopp maybe well, well, goes? Th- well that's the thing because at, at twenty nine years of age, you know, you do see people like making a move and you know, it's their last big contract. You see that all the mm. time, Kev, don't you? And we're yeah, getting yeah. into a, a big, massive chat around Salah because me and you could go on all night about mm. this. And if people want us to stop, just tell us and we fucking stop. Yeah. It's your Friday night. There's no air um, horns on this one, but... No, I don't have any fucking stuff on this. I have <laughs> to play it off my phone into the mic. Um, I'm using the, the, the different software tonight. Um, the, 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 the swanky one isn't being used. Um, but... Do you see players moving into the last big contract? But And this could be his last big contract. I don't think it is. I think it'd be. I think he could still, in you know, four years time, at or five years time, or whatever it is, at at, 20, at 24, 25, 24 years of age, turn around and still get another contract, two year mega deal somewhere. You know, we yeah. could go off to China, but he seems like a very. Um, you look at Ronaldo. You know, yeah, in fairness, yeah. He, Ronaldo he could, he could, with a two year deal. And he, not he, only he that, but well, not yeah. only that. Like if you if you look how the MLS is progressing, um. Mm-hmm. And and the way that that that's gone from strength to strength for me, the yeah. MLS, the way it's attracting players and 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 the quality that's there, um, and his name is absolutely humongous. And exactly. if he went over there, they they could be offering him like buckets of money, you yeah, know, yeah. sort of way. So I, I think he doesn't think, come across to me as a player who plays for that anyway. No, think, but what I'm but know, what I'm saying is is that this is a me- this would be a mega contract that he would get. Oh, okay, yeah. but even if he moved to the likes of a Real Madrid, just for argument's sake, yeah, yeah. He's going in there, and he's he's probably getting more Liverpool. He's probably getting what he's asked at Liverpool. He's getting him a Real Madrid, right? He's probably getting a bit yeah, more, yeah. but he's not going in there with. He's not going in there with the the short thing that he nearly has at Liverpool. If you get me, yeah, yeah. Like Liverpool are so strong at the minute, and I think they'll only get stronger, you know, the sort of way. And and he is it is it worth the risk to go even to even to a mega club like you know um, Real Madrid or well, the Barcelona won't happen. They haven't got no, the piss. Do you know what I mean? It's it's or one the of PSG those. PSG or anyone like that. I mean, yeah, you, and you win domestic stuff at PSG, but you're not. You, you're no more sure of winning the Champions League than you are at Liverpool. If you know what yeah. I'm saying? I'll be honest, right? I think it was probably my first time back. Uh, my first time on a pod, and I said, I don't believe for a second that Allison, Virgil, or any of the other players extend their contract without talking with the rest of the squad. And making sure that everyone is on board and that they're all in it together. Yeah, I don't. I I honestly believe that they all decided that yeah, we're all going to extend, and they decided to do it this summer, whatever way they wanted to do it. And I don't believe for a second that Salah and Mane and maybe even Bobby weren't involved in those discussions between the dress inside the dressing room. Yeah. So I think it's done. I think it'll get done and. We'd all be. I was. I was kind of hoping it would be done and signed and sealed and everything and announced before this weekend's game. Mm-hmm. I was. I hope they don't drag this out into December. Yeah, the mar- landed, on, landed on us just before the January window. 
Well, my yeah. worry, my worry always is, and and optimistic free world says, and I don't. Can you not just call yourself free world again, buddy? Because it was much easier. He says, Salah will want money on par with the best player in the world in FSG. Run it like a business, and we'll have wage caps. We are lucky the Spanish clubs are in a mess, which works in our favour. That's fair, because I think yeah, if, but we don't have a wage cap. We no, we have, don't have a wage cap. We have a certain way of doing structure. things and play a structure. Yeah, yeah. And he's but he's right. If Barcelona and Real Madrid seen that interview or that snippet, they'd be all over it. And you know how they work. They both work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of those. But look, we won't. Um, I don't dwell on the too much. I think you're right. Yeah. I think I think when I get if I always worry when a player with two years to go gets to January and debate eighteen months. That's when I really start. To yeah, worry. I was really confident with Genie that he was done deal at eighteen months. It wasn't until it got to the October. That I thought, nah, this isn't getting done, and because if it is, if it wasn't done in the in the summer when he had twelve months, I just thought, nah, his agent is let, uh, letting the ball go here, or they're asking for too much. Mm. Whatever the thing was, I don't know, and I think that it'll, it'll come out in a book somewhere down the line what really happened, like the Fakir stuff. It's starting to come out now what really happened. Yeah, it'll all come out in the wash with Genie what really went on, but mm. I think with Salah, the club can't afford to let him go. They just they just can't. No, and and I think yeah. like as an optimistic Liverpool fan on this sort of thing, as you said, the the amount of the amount of um, social media they've done. Now, in fairness, Salah has kind of prompted it with some of the fucking stuff he's done over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But but like it's even midweek, even midweek when we don't have a game or you know, and they're throwing stuff out, and it's like um, and even the wording of it. You know, they're not just saying what a brilliant goal. He's like they're talking about you're in the in the company of greatness and stuff like yeah. that. Um, that them words are big words even for a player of Salah's standing at Liverpool. So it's um, one of those. Paul Gomez says I really think Klopp will extend as well, and this is a massive massive part of the rest of the lad signing extensions. Um, I have said that if Mo Salah extends his contract at Liverpool, it'd be the biggest contract extension you've ever seen at the club. Um, but I will backtrack slightly. I think Klopp. Goes in twenty twenty four, but Paul, if you're right and he extends, that is the biggest contract extension yeah. in the clubs in in ever at the club for me ever. Yeah, um, love nothing more to be wrong in my life than to oh yeah, oh Jesus Christ, yeah. And you know, I'll, I'll take, I'll give anything to be wrong on that yeah. one, anything. But anyway, look, um, we we t- we said we'd have a 10, 15 minute yeah. chat on that, and we have, and then um, we 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 coming back to Liverpool and 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 United and all later on. But um, we've other sports to cover now. You like Formula One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. the only reason I know that is because I watched, um, I don't know whether I watched, I was on a show with you, and you mentioned Formula One a couple of weeks ago saying that should be a good race and stuff like that. Hamilton, yeah. like a 10 place penalty or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I think it was Russia. It might have yeah. been the last race. He took, he took, because uh, yeah. they had to replace the engine. They had to t- make a decision to replace the engine. And if you replace the engine in the car, you take a 10 place grid penalty. Yeah. But he qualified in pole. So, he started 10th, or he yeah. started 11th, so whatever it was, and he cut his way through the field and got a really good finish. But I love Formula, because I'm a mechanic, so I, I've worked with cars on and off since uh, I left school. So I've always been interested in, in Formula 1 and racing ever since I started watching it with uh, when John Watson was racing. You know, he was, he was flying, he was driving with an Irish flag as far as we were concerned. And... Um, that's what my father was into it, and I got into it that way. Yeah. And you grow up with PK and Prost and Mansell and then Schumacher, Senna. Senna was I watched legend. it. I watched it a lot more when it was on BBC. Yeah, because it was free to wear, and it was Sunday afternoon, and we didn't have sports channels. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it was it was great on a Sunday, like and 
That'd be um, dinner. Yeah, just sit with your dinner watching the Formula One, them all buzzing around and, and the speeds that were going on. I think it's it's kind of restricted now, isn't it, with the engines they have and the, the, the stuff like that, which it's is probably crazy a safety the, Yeah, because the engines they have, they're only 1.6 litre petrol engine with yeah. um, well, with the turbos and the boosters. And yeah, but the, but the rest they of the car weighs about 8 kilos. Yeah, they, they get up to about 300, 305, 308 kilometres an hour in a straight yeah. with the uh, flaps open. They're quick. And yeah. I mean, this weekend now it's in Austin, so it's going to be a dry race, no rain. Love Formula One in the rain because you, you see a proper test of driver skill in the rain. But mm. Austin is a great circuit because it off, it offers just pace and skill. You know, it's a bit of a mix between an IndyCar circuit and a traditional European circuit where you've got the wall, where you don't have the the off runs that Formula One has now in the modern tracks. So there's the danger element there. But this world championship is so tight between but Hamilton, that's, that, that, but that's what, Hamilton and Verstappen. Is yeah, so but close. that's what's grabbed my attention because, yeah. like I said, I, I watched it a lot in probably the 90s, I'm being honest. Mm. You know, I, I think I watched it a lot during the 90s. You know, we had got Prostead Mantle. Then you had um, Damon Hill and Schumacher kind of struck up a, a, a bit of a, a rivalry yeah. um, in the mid-90s. And then, you know... Schumacher was unbelievable, but like I, I can't it got repetitive, it. didn't it? That yeah, but I think I think I think Hamilton wins his fourth one in two thousand and eight, um, and I remember him in a race winning the fucking title on the last lap in Brazil or something like that it was yeah. mental, and yeah. I was kind of going well, and you know the, these kind of big stories throw, throw themselves out there and um, Vettel and stuff like that, but this year it's kind of caught me attention a couple of times. Now I'm not telling you I sit down and watch yeah. races all the time, you know what I mean? I, I don't. But this has kind of caught me attention because you've seen rivalries in the past where you know, he's been a bit like Schumacher was a fucker for it. He crashed into you just to, you know, make sure you yeah. didn't finish so he could win a title. I think he done that to Damon Hill. But yeah, he did. but this one is seems to me like it's a lot very personal, like very personal. Like yeah, there's uh, been two, there's been two uh, major well, there's an overtaking incident, then there's one where your man puts his car on top of your fella's yeah, car. Yeah, he's literally and he's driving around with him on top of him. It's a global yeah. decker fucking Formula yeah. One car. But it's got very, very personal. And they always seem like I kind of, you know, on a Sunday or a Monday, usually on a Monday, I'll sit down lunchtime, have a cup of tea, and I'll kind of scroll through BBC Sport and I kind of what happened over the weekend and stuff. And it just seems to be Hamilton has an issue with Verstappen and vice versa, regardless of what happens in the race. Yeah, I think they're. There's only about eight points in it, and it's. Um, I think Verstappen's had seven wins, Hamilton's had five, but Hamilton's had more th- second and third place finishes through the season, so it's really close. Formula One hasn't had a, a championship, a championship race like this for a while, and it's needed it for a long time. You know, um, <laughs> the Berlin World Championship. I want to go on to that in a minute. That was epic. That was yeah. epic. Yeah, but I think this race, once it starts to head towards the the last few races now, you've got how many's one, left? I think of about four or five. You've got right. this one. There's Mexico. I'm not sure there's one in Japan. I think that one has been might have been cancelled, and okay. then it finishes up in the Middle East in uh, Dubai, and yeah. um, it won't be decided. It will go down to the last race because. I don't think they had did it this year, but I think in previous years where they, they had the last race was double points. I don't think they've done that this year, but it's it'll go down to the last race. It'll be nip and tuck all the way through. 
But yeah, and it, it's good right? racing as well because no one's running away with it. Even down the field, Ferrari are making a resurgence. McLaren are back in doing yeah. bits again. And what I was so, right in saying, if, if Hamilton wins this one, he would go clear as the most. He would go clear, yeah. He, he's he's, he's, he's on seven. He's on seven. Yeah, he he go. I think he go one. Yeah, he go on eight, and yeah. he's already ahead of him for the most Formula One wins. Yeah, you know he he's. I mean, yeah. Look, the argument is always put out. He's in the best car, so he should be winning. Mm-hmm. But to get into the best car, you've got to show that you can do something with a crap car. Yeah. And he did, and so did uh, Verstappen. Verstappen was finishing sixth, seventh, and eighth with cars that shouldn't have been anywhere near the top fifteen. Yeah, you know these drivers are really, really special. They're really, really. And Verstappen's father was racing in the nineties. It was uh, a yeah. Verstappen, so yeah, it's in his blood, it's in his DNA. So he's been, he's grown up and been around it all his life. Yeah, well, it's fascinating. Far off, one, well, but far off way of races to go. Um, it is, it is something. If if you're not into Formula mm-hmm. One, or you think just go and have a look or have a, have a check it out. I think it's on. It's actually it might be Sunday evening. Liverpool might be playing. Yeah, it's after. Football. It's it's it's. I think about seven p.m. Seven yeah. or eight, seven, seven thirty start, something like that. Yeah, so Problems if it's catch the highlights, are, are yeah, exactly. You know, catch the highlights, keep up with it. Um, uh, Jonathan, um, I got into that balloon world championship now. Um, the first 500 meters is good in Formula One, but the other 30,000 meters, he's not too you know, sure on. Do you know what, Jonathan? It was better, I think, when they had fuel stop, when they could stop for fuel and tires. When they changed it, that they only did the pit stops just for tires. The strategy almost went out of it because they used to be able to fuel and fuel them heavier, fuel them light. So mm. teams didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. But with the, I think it was a bad accident with a pit crew where um, one of the mechanics, uh, the, the the fuel hose didn't secure properly. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And the fuel got over him, and he caught fire, and they got rid of it in the end. Yeah, you know, it's, it's um, it was just a safety thing, but it was better back then. I understand what Jonathan's saying; it can be. That's why I prefer it in the wet, because in the wet you have your forcing stops, and it makes so, it a bit more on. interesting. So, when do you stop now? You can either do fuel or tires. No, 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 no. The, the cars at the start of the race are fueled for the race; they're fueled for the entire race to do enough, right? To do so enough. The, stra- the fuel strategies have gone out the window. It's just the stop. Yeah, that's out the window. So it's what is a tire strategy now? Yeah, so you have to use two different sets, two different compounds throughout a dry race. Right. You you have to start on the tires that you qualified in. So if you yeah. qualify in red tire, the red band tires, the quick slick tire, the Fastest one. They'll only last about 10, 12 laps in most tracks. Yeah. So you have to come in and change them. Otherwise, they they dry off the cliff. And okay. they'll, they'll lose, you'll lose massive amount of speed. So um, you really you can predict when cars are going to stop to within a couple of laps. You know, yeah. it, it takes yeah. Whereas that before, side of it out of it. 
they were literally throwing three liters of petrol into it and going right. Yeah, just passed away there for, and dash kind of thing for, for six end, laps. Yeah. Let me bring you in and pour another bit in. Yeah, I, know, I get yeah. what you're saying. Uh, Wizard reckons the F1 is the best it's been in a long time. So there you go. There's a bit of an mm. endorsement for that. But the Balloon World Championship for anyone that doesn't know, go and check it out. <laughs> I couldn't believe this the other day because um, and I put it on Twitter saying we used to do this in my man's sitting room and um, like going years ago. And now there's a World Cup and there's literally yeah. two lads. Like it was like Peru versus Brazil. There's two lads in what for me looks like a fucking furniture showroom with a car sitting in it. And they're just, it, the, I think the rules are you can't hit the balloon downwards. You yeah, have to hit, hit it downwards, yeah. sideways or upwards. And they're jumping over bonnets of cars and fucking all trying to keep them in the air. It so was, go and, um, go go and check that out, man. It it's the fucking mad. thing I've it's ever seen. If there was ever a sport that was destined for TV, I mean, is that an esports? Because mention esports quickly because last night uh, Diogo Jota was teamed up in a 2v2 tournament with um, probably one of the best FIFA players in the world, a guy named Tex and they won a 2v2 tournament last night but Diogo Jota has his own esports team and yeah. he is as close to a professional standard in esports yeah. and FIFA as there is. He's probably the best professional footballer that plays FIFA in the world, bar none. He's unreal at it. I watched a bit of him last night in that. Lord of said of Peru versus Germany, the car was yeah because Volkswagen sponsored it. It's really okay. <laughs> it was just a Volkswagen Polo randomly parked in the fucking DFS shop. Um but it was it was massive. It was it's, it's 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 unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And I just when I seen it, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, We're doing that as kids years. Mm-hmm. Keep the balloon up, you know, in, in the sitting room, diving over sofas and stuff like that. Well, birthday but parties like, were made of that. Yeah, that's what it was. You know, nowadays you throw the kids in the room and go, here, there's a balloon, keep it in the air, and you give you a chance to have a drink in peace. But um, no, absolutely mental, absolutely and utterly mental. Yeah. So I want to move on to golf mm. um, because Rory McElroy won last week. Um, he won the CJ Cup in Las Vegas, um, played just outside Las Vegas, stunning looking golf course. But um, back on the winning trail. And oh, do you know the way, Kev? You hear me talk a lot about Arsenal because I'm intrigued by them. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm a bit like this with Rory McIlroy. I'm not the biggest fan. Um, I think if everyone plays to the best of their ability, he's the best golfer in the world. I genuinely believe that. Um, but I wouldn't say out to watch Rory McIlroy. You know, I'd, I'd watch other players before I watch him, but I think he's brilliant. And I have this kind of theory because I am intrigued by him. I have this theory that if I see too much of Rory McIlroy in the press in the lead up to a tournament, um, he doesn't do well especially in majors if you see him all week yeah. um, you're like he's talking too much forget about it you know that way um, but he's kind of gone quiet and then he comes back and wins and I'm like I think I'm onto something here but the golf thing like people have been asking me when does the season end we, it doesn't end the seasons don't end anymore they just roll into one roll into another what do you like with golf Kev do you watch golf I watch I, I go out of my way to watch the majors the masters especially I just think mm-hmm. Augusta is a stunning looking it's the course best, it's the best tournament in the world eh? I think the thing with golf with me is players of the equipment I don't know if it's the equipment a combination of the clubs the ball the players they're too long do you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I, I don't think the I think the majority of courses now can't cope with them and well they can but they won't. They have the the course, the TV companies like low, in America especially, from what I get, they like low scoring. Yeah. I prefer to, I watched a, a, a British Open, of, I was going back a while, but I think it was, it might have been a Carnoustie 
and it was one with something like four over, three or four over. Yeah, it probably like was Carnoustie because it's probably the most severe of the open venues. If, if Yeah, and I just yeah. thought, you know what, that's a proper test of someone's skill. It doesn't matter if you can hit the ball 350, 380 yards yeah. because the rough was so punishing. Yeah. And I prefer to watch that. But I can understand why the TV companies want winners with 15 under and 16 under because it's, it gets the crowd up, it gets it's exciting and what have you. I can understand it, but I'm not avid, avid in it. You know, it's, I don't think it has the personalities it used to have. You know, with the the likes of Faldo, uh, Sam Torrance, Colin Montgomery, will he ever win one? That kind of intrigue isn't as isn't there anymore. But I don't think the European players are at a par. And I think the Ryder Cup exposed that. Um, the Americans are just so damn good at the minute. And well, yeah, I think it was so a combination. Yeah, look, I mean, yeah, the crowd, having the no fans and everything like that is fine. Well, it's it's the biggest but factor the for me. Don't lie. The, yeah, but the biggest factor for me was he picked the wrong team. Um, but but just saying on golf, they're too long, right? Um, Bryson DeChambeau being the. The, the main culprit in this he's because ridiculous. he's he's well he's going to the limit he's called a scientist he actually he he doesn't read greens he he gets graphs out and all so like he's notes upon notes upon notes. all his clubs are one length They're, that's a big thing now like if you buy a set of golf clubs like my golf clubs yeah um, right. start well well they start with a driver which is the biggest club in the bag which would be the longest and it goes down to the porter which is the one you use in the green which would be the shortest yeah, yeah, yeah. and they all go in different lengths and stuff like that that's fine he uses one length uh, on everything bar is his driver and maybe tree wood or whatever the, the woods all right um and like during COVID, he went off and, and done all sorts of stuff and came out with driver. He has driver shafts that are right on the limit of length. I think 48 inches is the, is the longest yeah. you can have them. And ball speed. It's all about ball speed now. Ball speed is, is how quick you're getting that fa- face to hit that ball. Sounds very simple, but it's not. Um, it's a massive skill he has. Don't get me wrong. He has massive power, but it's actually a ridiculous skill he has. Um you know, Wizard says, you know, um, DeChambeau designed his game on science. That he did. He didn't, he didn't, he has ability. He's naturally gifted. But what he's done is he's looked into the science of it, how a ball acts, how, you know, a club reacts. It's mad to watch. Like, he was done once. I remember watching it live. He was on a green and he had a putt. And I think he took four minutes or five minutes over this putt. He walked around the green, around, and the players with him are looking going, is this for fucking real? You know, but, um, it, it's one of those. Ham Waller says he's deadly at pitch and pull. Nice one. Um, <laughs> good man. And keep going with it. Um, I love a good game of pitch and pull. Um, I like part three stuff as well. But anyway, onto the golf. Um, they can, they can tame them. And the reason, the, the way they tame them is they, they can lengthen the club, the, the course out a bit more because these courses that are picked for, for PGA tournaments, Kev, or, or opens would have the facility that if me and you went that, hole will be 400 yards long yeah it'll yeah. be 500 yards long for the yeah. probably just move it back a couple of tee boxes but then they can do stuff like don't cut don't cut the fairway you know make the fairway 20 foot wide and if you go left or right of it yeah you're, you're in, in fucking two foot of grass and let's know let, let's see how you get on then the problem is mm-hmm. that they make them too fair on them for the level of skill that's there so they have wide fairways that are 50 60 foot wide um well maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration maybe but then you have a force cut you have a second quarter rough, and then you have rough, you know. Yeah, and, and even the rough is for the Americans. These American boys don't miss by that much. If they miss, if no. they miss one badly, 
they have the skill to get out of it in the rust that they're in. But there was one, there was one, um, I think it was a US Open where they played, I think it was called Chambers Bay. And I want to say it was 2014, but I could be wrong. And these boys had a nightmare. The greens were horrendous. They were fast. The, uh, you couldn't ground the fucking club anywhere because it was all considered sand, the whole course. And you can't ground the club in sand and golf. No. Right. And you could not ground the club on this course before you took a shot. You had to keep the club off the ground. Right. And there was murder over it because the players couldn't play. Now, weather is one thing. But when you set up a course in a certain way and you're getting fellas going around and the weather's perfect, but they're all on the, the winner is even par going into the last round, you get players giving out. Yeah, no, I get and, that. And and you're right, Americans don't like it. Americans want to see boardy, 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 loads of cheers, loads yeah. of this, and make it a massive event. Whereas golf, it, when you strip it right back, is a game of skill. And if you have if you have par fours that are three hundred yards long, and this fella can hit a three hundred yards with the second or third longest club in his bag, it's it's not a game of skill anymore. No, you know, not. so it's 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 one of those. Um, it's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, I mean, you play a lot as well, don't you? So I yeah, mean, I yeah. I lived in America for a couple. I was selling lad. I lived in America for a couple of years, and I played when I was in high school. I just use it was a dodge because I used to be able to used to get out of school early on a Wednesday if you want if you were in the golf team. So I was like, okay. When I was living back here, uh, my next door neighbor, he was mad into golf, so he showed me how to hold a club, and that's all I needed to show your man when I was in America. How'd you hold a club, son? So I was like, yeah, here you go. I can hold a club. Yeah, right. You're in the team. I was yeah. delighted with life. I got managed to get out of school half days and all that for a couple of years. It was great. So I, I used to play, <coughs> but. If I got around nine holes in forty-five or forty-six, I was delighted with life. I was well, absolutely excited. Well, 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 nine, nine holes, nine holes, forty-five shots to be ninety overall. Yeah. That's a good scoring goal for was, for, for, a, for a novice. And novice. I was a complete yeah. novice. I mean, I yeah. grew up playing hurling, so I knew how to hit a ball. But hitting a ball straight was a completely different thing. Again, like it's com- mm. the skill involved, not moving your head, all that kind of stuff, the detail that. Just for a normal club player that you need to be able to master is unreal, just on normal runner stuff. Not a mind when you're at a competitive level. Mm. Well, Avo says, What's your opinion on hybrid clubs, Gav? Do you agree with them? I've no wish for any golf clubs. Um, I don't use hybrids myself. Um, a lot of people do. They'll use a, you know, four or five iron, but that's a hybrid that has a bigger back on it. It's more forgiving and stuff like that. And it'll go through. Um, go through grass quicker and stuff like that. I don't use them. Um, my bag consists of a driver, um, five woods, four iron, up to gap wedge, two wedges then on top of that and a porter. I only use 12 clubs, I think. You're allowed 14, I only use 12. But um, it's, listen, the technology is there. You know, like the golf clubs I use, and Veranda Cheese is in the chat there, he'll tell you, the, the ones I use have fucking like um, carbon printing in them and all the fucking sorts of stuff um mad stuff like and and you know um weights built into certain parts of them so for forgiveness and you, there's loads of gimmicks but at the end of the day you know you can have you can have all the all the equipment in front of you but if you can't swing a golf club you can't do it right no. It's um and, and the thing about golf is there's there's loads in power, there's loads there's loads of skill, but the consistency you have to have is is ridiculous. It's yeah, absolutely I mean, I, ridiculous. 
I watched, there was an interview there. It was, I mean, I watched the Rory interview after the Ryder Cup and he was broken. I, yeah. That's why I was surprised when he, I didn't even know he was competing last weekend because I honestly thought he was going to take a good break from it. You know, take a good couple of months off, go away and just recharge and do it again. Mm. So maybe that's why he kept quiet. And he just went straight back into it off his own steam and seen how it went because I wasn't expecting him to go back. But he there was also an interview saying that with the quality of players that are in the USP in the USPGA now, if you go through a year and you might win two or three events, you've had a fantastic year. Oh yeah. Whereas when Tiger was playing at his pomp, he was winning seven, eight, nine tournaments in a season and all that. It says those he was saying like that those days are well gone. That you're going to have so many different winners of tournaments throughout the year and so many new names coming through that the room is there for personalities to come back through again, you know, if, if, if they're good enough. Well, it all, it all kind of, with the personality side of things, I know where you're saying it was a, it was a more romantic game and um, going back years ago and you had got stories behind players. Mm. The problem for me is, when you see some some of these players that are trying to bring through, they try too hard to have a personality. You know, they try too hard. Just let it be natural. Yeah. And and they'll find their way, whether they become a bit of a villain, a bit like Patrick Reed, um, or you get someone that's loved and then, you know, somebody is like, what is going on? A bit like Speed, who's come back as well. Midnight Talker says, what wedges do you use? Um, all my clubs are Cobra. Um, so Cobra, Rad Speed, Drivers, Irons, and then Wedges are Cobra SB, Cobra SB, um, they're nice, they're new, they're, they're, they're the 2021 version, and then an Odyssey Porter, so I hope that fills you in. Um, Klopp the Mystic, who um, has threatened 14 times to leave here because we're not talking football, says, do you use adult clubs, Gav? Yeah, just about, mate. Um, I paid a fuck enough <laughs> of them, so I hope I got the adult version. Um Midnight Talker says he uses a 54 and 58 degree. Um, I'm on 52 and 50. Sorry, he uses 54 and 60. I use 52 and 58. I used to use 54 and 60 in a, in a, in a Titus Vokey Wedge SM7, but I've, I'm selling them. I have them there. To, I'm selling them. And I moved to a 52 and a 58. The 60 degree is too open. On the, on Just only use our bunkers. Don't use anywhere else. Um... Let me see. Tom Bowling loves the fact that golfers break clubs as if they swung them themselves. Yeah, that happens all the time. But that goes back to consistency. Like I, I go down the driving range most Thursday nights. Um, I usually go down, spend an hour or two down, come back. Um, Grizz's show is on a Thursday night, and then I edit it. That's my Thursday night. Um, I usually try to get a game of wars on him with one of the lads as well. But I go down there, right, and I put earphones in, have a podcast on, and I'll hit balls and might hit 100, I may hit 200 when I'm down there. And out of that 200, I could probably hit, and I mean this, 180 really, really well. Really well. You know, like if I go down and hit a driver, Kevin, say I hit it well once, I'll do it again. When I hit it second, I go, right, let's do it toward. And my target is always hit five of them in a row. And then when you get to five, stand back and then go, right, you're driving down and you, put, you pick a hole in your head, maybe down the local golf course, say, right, I have to hit this shot now. And if you hit it, you can move on to your next club. It's a game I play it myself, yeah? Um, but the consistency is just, if you're slightly out anywhere in golf, it's just... It'll it, get found out, yeah. yeah and, that's where the, and that's where the science weakness, comes back. That's yeah. where the science comes back from from um, from Bryson DeChambeau. You know, that sort of way. Because he looks into the whole, not only the science of the ball and the, and the club and, 
you know, what way is him, his, his body, what way his body moves, what way it's, he's so upright when he's standing, he has his own views on that. A lot of people bend their knees a lot more. He, he has this, is um, this, uh, this, this way of doing things, but just, I don't know. I just want to come on and talk about golf tonight. And, yeah, yeah, and, no, it's it's in. and uh, you know, like Tiger Woods is out at the moment because of the crash he had. I think he's broke both his legs. What will happen yeah. there? It'd be an interesting one to look at. And you asked me earlier, when's the season end? When's the stop? It doesn't. They just wrap around seasons, they call them. So the season ends. Usually, I think the season used to end in October. And then um, they'd usually be off. But they don't now. They play right through now. They go off to Australia. Yeah, and go stuff all like different that. parts of the world. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's I, a, I know the European it's a full tour. Full year game now. Yeah. The European tour isn't really European, European. It's European in, from March to maybe September. Yeah, well, that's then, that's a that's a traditional golf season. Yeah, because even as a member of a local golf club, um, uh, it's changed now because you used to have a handicap system, um, which was adjusted by your handicap committee and stuff like that. And your competition was you start on Patrick's Day, believe it or not, and run till the end of October, Halloween, in around that. And actually, at that time, you'd be playing for fucking turkeys and hams for Christmas. But now, I think the whole year. All the competitions are counted because it's a world golf um, handicap. Yeah, it is. Now. It's all over. So that's where the PGA Tour would do. Yeah, March to March to end of October. Usually. Yeah, because they usually with like the match plays and Ryder um, Cups, Walker Cups. Well, not the Walker Cups usually earlier, but and the Solheim Cup would be for the women would be earlier, but it would usually finish on a Ryder Cup or a Presidents Cup or something like that. Yeah, but now that you've got the Asian Tour going and. Players will go off and play in that to get ranking points and what have you. So it's tough. It's a tough one to. I mean, the thing is, they also have their own dedicated channels that yeah. they need filling with content yeah. for whatever time zone you're in in the world. Yeah. So the product is always nonstop. You know, the players at the top end, say the top fifty, really got to pick and choose. Yeah, what well, they they, they, they what, do, they what they don't. Yeah, they plan that year out. Um, yeah, as they see tennis fit. in that way. You know, yeah, one hundred percent. One last comment here, Ham Wallet. Um, of course, in dedication to Shawnee calling some of that the other night. I think, <laughs> that was um, that. and I'd love to know who Ham Wallet was before Ham Wallet. Um, I love to put a bit of swaz on my shots, like a Bobby. Now look, oh, fair enough. And then keep on the sixty degree. Then that'll get you. Um, that'll get you uh, loads of swaz of a sixty degree, but especially mm-hmm. over a tight light. But um. Um, anyone that's into golf, uh, keep some time in May or June free because we're definitely going to be doing a, a day trippers um, golf weekend. And basically, well, we we aren't all going away for the weekend. We're just going to have a game of golf. Um, we're gonna we might do it for charity. We don't know what to do it for. We we'll think of something, and we're going to invite a certain amount of players to come and play with us, and then uh, and then have loads of drink afterwards basically um, it's just another reason That's to have a day out but um, there will be a day, a day trippers golf thing uh, going on in May or June next year so there you go mm. right uh, Cloptimistic is still here um, he says um, he's a moany bastard this fight. golf season That's never ends does golf chat end well we're ending it now is that alright for you my man yeah moany fuck are you on a Friday night um, li- touching on UFC mm. touching on UFC Um not a huge card this weekend, but it's a card nonetheless. Where do you stand on UFC, Kevin? I have to ask you these questions because if we're going to cover this show every now and then, I need to know what you like and don't like. I'm, do you know what? Callum Sanderson is probably the gospel when it comes to UFC and MMA yeah. in general. Callum knows mm-hmm. his onions, so if I don't know something about stuff, I'll ask Callum. Mm-hmm. I'm very casual watching it. I like watching it. 
I love watching it. I mean, I think there's some fighters out there that you just like. The guy who beat McGregor and schooled him last time, Numar Medidoff or something, I don't know where he's, his name. He's unbeaten in some like 40, 50 fights. He's unbelievable. But if it's on, it's like one of those things when you got insomnia, if it's on, it, it goes, it's usually on in Vegas and it's two or three in the morning. So I'll watch it. And I know this weekend is just a normal fight card. Um, don't think there's anything major standoutish about it, but it's on BT Sport, um, 9 p.m. I think tomorrow night for probably with the prelims and the main show. There's about eight or nine fights. I like watching it. Like it's, you know, it's the skill involved is unreal. It's a sport on its own now. It's when it first started. When I first started watching it, it was just a bunch of fat guys who couldn't box. You know, couldn't have a career in boxing, so or they came out of college wrestling and didn't know what else to do. Yeah. Now, now it's like um, there's a guy I know lives near me. He's represented Ireland in Taekwondo, and his the way he looked at it, he had to pay for himself to go to Japan to get his black belts to get to the highest level he could in Taekwondo, and he did, and he represented Ireland and what have you. And he'd done it all off his own back, his own expense. But he said to me, like, if he wanted to make a living, he'd have to cross over to MMA to be able to make a living out of it because there's no money in straight-up martial arts. You know, unless you're an excellent boxer with a promoter behind you, yeah, it's that or MMA. So especially in America, I mean, Phil will tell you, in, with American sports in general, American college wrestling is absolutely huge. High school wrestling is huge. And these guys, they go through the four years of college, wrestle for their college. If they're really, really elite, they might get selected for the Olympics. But once that's done, that's it. That's they've nowhere. They had nowhere else to go, so they all started merging and finding their way through to MMA. And you see, a lot of MMA fighters would be in their mid thirties before they really get to an elite level, and a lot older than what boxers would be. But it's. I know it's a niche sport, but if you get into it, it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, to be honest with you, when it comes to UFC, you know, love my hate and McGregor put it to a different level. Um, interest, I think. Um, now there is people out like my brother in particular was like I'm 49, my brother's 47. He's watching UFC fucking years. Like, um, he used to watch it and say to me, "Oh, UFC," and I'd be like, "What?" You know, um, and he was watching years and years ago before McGregor or any of them turned up. But McGregor kind of pushed it out there for me to, to people like me. The, you yeah, brought yeah. it into the mainstream for people. Yeah, the mainstream, especially. I suppose. Yeah, that's the word to use. Yeah. yeah. And then, but when you look at and, and somebody says they're like, um, you know, it's not it's not what it was um, when Conor got rich and Khabib decided, good luck, I'm out of here. You know, the sort of way that could yeah. be scratching around. And, and you're seeing, but you're seeing Paddy Pimlet. Um, a couple of weeks ago, and he'll get a massive backing um, in the UK and Ireland, I think. And um, he's John an exciting fighter as well, from what I've seen. Yeah, he's all uh, action. Yeah, he he's is. He the, is, and he took a, he took a good few digs that he, night. Yeah. I watched the live, and he took a good few digs and came back and finished a man well. Um, Jonathan says there's an Irish guy making a UFC debut on November the seventh in New York. Um, yeah, usually, the guys who make their debuts in the UFC will come through a European like Cage Wars. Yeah. is another promotion in Europe. They'll come through that before being before going to the UFC. It's um, I mean, if you're making it to the UFC and there's any kind of a push behind you, 
they will promote you promote the living daylights out of you. I mean, yeah. the scene in the UK is really, really good at the minute. The UK and Ireland is pretty good. Um, McGregor, look, people can he's toxic. He's he's one of these marmite. You know, people will love him and back him to the hill or they'll hate his guts. But he puts bums on seats. He gets he gets pay-per-view buys like nobody else. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of Chris Eubank in that case. You remember with Eubanks, people would pay to watch him get his arse handed to him. It was that kind of way, but he's he he's that. You know, he, he's one of these guys that um McGregor if McGregor's fighting, you'd either watch him to see him win or watch him to see, he's see getting, him see he's get yeah. his arse kicked. But yeah, either way, you're gonna watch it. They might need a they might need a couple, um they might need a couple more like that. Ham for Europe has, especially. Hamwala has me down for thirty three or thirty four. I must owe him a few quid and he's looking for it back. Um now thirty nine, forty in March. Um and I I'm hoping to go to Dubai to play golf for him um, for my birthday. I'm off to see a friend of mine called Ma. Um nicest guy on Twitter. Um for anyone that knows him. Absolute madman. But he wants me to go to Dubai and spend a week with him. Um, which could be dangerous. Um me forty, it could be me last, Kev, for being honest. Um but no, I just wanted to touch on it, see what you thought yeah, you no, were there is, good. There's a lot of this is what I mean with this weekend. There is so much choice this weekend. I mean, especially yeah, like I mean, look, we know that the Premier League is full to the rafters this weekend with some quality games, you know, and everyone knows who's playing. Obviously, we're playing last. There's some cracking games tomorrow. Um Leeds Wolves will be a cracker because God knows what condition Leeds are in at the minute with the amount of injuries they're carrying. Wolves will be up because of the, the comeback against Villa. Um, West Ham, Spurs, you know, Spurs yeah. disaster in Europe again. Yeah. And West Ham were really good in Europe. You know, how will, how will that go? London Derby, I think West Ham are fine now to be the second club in London. Mm. You know, so there's some tasty games, but there's some really good games on the continent as well with uh, Juventus, uh, Inter Milan, Juventus. Roma got absolutely tonked in Europe. They conceded six for the first time in Mourinho's career. Yeah. And I think they're playing Napoli. But the big one is El Clasico. Uh, yeah. It, look, people can, Barcelona in the mud and what have you. I mean, El, El Clasico is still out classical. Uh, yeah. It's going to be one of the most... It'll have a different games. dynamic to it as well, won't it? And we, we'll... we'll um, I mean, listen, you, you, guys, you guys got the new channel coming up that's going to focus a lot on, on this, isn't it? With the European football and other leagues and what have you. Yeah, yeah so. it is like um, Shane Downs... Uh, sorry, Veranda Chi is what asked Night Golf. Obviously, Dubai, yeah, it's something I'd love to have a go at. Um, is the Night Golf in Dubai. Um, Bonkers, Shane Downs mentions the good, good rugby yeah. on at the weekend. Bonkers mentions T20 cricket. That's coming. Um, Laura Duffy mentions Brighton against City, which she thinks will go. Yeah, the, the the new channel is um, it's something that we've we've been kind of it's kind of been in the background for a couple of months now. And when I say in the background, I mean we've. I'll tell you kind of how it came about. We talk Liverpool on this channel the ninety five percent of the time. Bar stuff like tonight, tonight where we just yeah. have a chat around sport and, and have you know very easy going and stuff like that. And it's something to do on a Friday night. And what we found was, was that when we were, we like talking about Liverpool, we're not experts, we never claim to be, and everyone in the chat knows that. Um, but we we sometimes go off on tangents, you know, where 
my bit of obsession about Arsenal kind of creeps in. Um, United will always come up with something going on there because they're big rivals to us. Whatever's going on at Chelsea, Newcastle now, um, you see what's going on at Barca, you see what's going on at Real Madrid. You know, um, I'm I'm obsessed with the amount of goals that there is in the MLS. Like, it's just fucking mad league. I love it. Um, you know, Keith is South American, mad. And we kind of went off on tangents, Jordan shows, and, and the reaction we got, rightly or wrongly, was, what are you talking about them for? This is the Liverpool channel, right? Which is fair enough. Because sometimes we end up um sometimes we, we end up where we we go off on a tangent and it kind of goes on for too long because we kind of get passionate about it and we get into it, you know, sort of way. So yeah, yeah. this has been this has been um this has been kind of moving along and, and like me me, Shani and Keith were kind of been talking about this for a long while. Um mostly the three mostly the three of us because the three of us get into debate over stuff like that because when you see us talk on a cha- on a channel like this, people think we talk like that and then we disappear and I'll see you on Tuesday or Wednesday. Or it's not like that. Me, Keith, and Shawnee and others are in WhatsApp groups. Are we talking the phone or whatever it might be? And and you know, it's it's one of those where we're kind of saying to ourselves, why don't we just do this? Now we're not doing this. It won't. It won't have the amount of content that this channel has, right? Because I'm only there's only one in me. I can't fucking. <laughs> Do do everything, you know, sort of way. But what we wanted to do was we want to we want to bring out we want to bring out a channel that is about the Premier League. But but if the stories down the leagues in England to talk about it, Scotland, Ireland, you know, if that happens, uh, let's talk about France, Germany, Spain. Like at the moment, I just think that Bayern Munich scored a goal and they must get three just tagged on automatically because they just keep scoring fucking goals after they scored a fourth. Yeah. They've done it to Leverkusen and they've done it during the week in Europe. So it's one of those where um, a few people are saying the link to the new channel is not working. Um, it should have been because I checked it earlier. But what to do is if you go to, if you just type in Man on Football Channel in... Um, in YouTube, you'll find it. I'll check that link later, but it's, it's it's fairly easy to find. But you know, um, we'd be talking about that, and we'd be talking, and we just ended up saying, "Why don't we just do something like this?" So we're going to do, I think, two shows a week starting late November, and them two shows will be might be an update from Europe. But we're, we're going to try to do about an hour, about an hour. But we're going to try to fit as much in as we can, talking about this, talking about that. Ten minutes here, ten minutes there. Um, Sean will be on, Keith will be on. We'll have guests on. We're working on guests that you've never seen on the LFC Day Trippers. We wanted to be different to the LFC Day Trippers. We want to bring on, um, we want to bring on people that, you know, are big into their South American football yeah. or their MLS or, or you know. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Concentrate on Germany. Concentrate on France. They, they, they just watch French football. You know, sort of way. Or, or Italian football or Spanish football or, or whatever it might be. Listen, um, Stuff like that is really handy for us as well. When it comes, you know, for just for people who watch and listen, because we're all fascinated by transfers and by who's doing what, where. Yeah, like Diaz in Portugal, what's he really like? Yeah, you know the Copa Libertadores and uh, Comnibol tournaments in South America. Who are the next players coming through? Who are the European clubs looking at? All that kind of stuff. It's 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 interesting, and the thing is. 
Apart from if you stay up, I remember BBC used to have one on BBC Five Live. They had a world football phone in, and Tim Vickery would be on it. Yeah, and Tim Vickery. He's one I'd like, love to have on. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. He's the gospel. Well, if I got him, if I got him on, it would be allowed on. Cause he, <laughs> then, yeah, he you know? would. Yeah, but you know what I mean. He's if you wanted to find out about players for because I remember going on listening to him when we signed Coutinho, and he was going mad because we were pronouncing it Coutinho. We were all wrong. He was like, it's Coutinho and all that, or Coutinho. And yeah. We were like, okay, Phil, nice one. We'll call it. We'll call him Phil. <laughs> but you know, what I, mean? I wanted to find out what he was like and what he was about. What was his story? And is he any good? Can he do it in the Premier League? And I'll tell you why. He gets more right than wrong. But to be interesting to have to. If you could have someone that we can interact with in the chat well, on the screen, who well, we can ask questions of, who's coming next and what's going on here, there, and everywhere. Well, that's the thing because like Keith could go on about South American football online. Like, yeah. He just absolutely loves it. You know, mm. Sean he's mad about European football. Um, I watch a little bit of European football, Premier League, and do you know what? Premier League for me. There's loads of intriguing teams in it. But in the league, going down the leagues itself, if you look at the likes of Athens and Stanley for me, is a, a mad story. Yeah, exactly. It's a mad story where they are and how they're getting on. Sunderland, mm. I always look out for Sunderland because they've yeah. just fallen from a massive fight. Coventry. Yeah, and Coventry, yeah. Are, are, I think they're back playing in, in, the, in the Rico arena. They are, yeah. It's the Coventry Community Stadium or something now. And, and those sort of things that catch my eye and I keep an eye out on. So that's what we want to, we want to do. We want to, we want to just talk about fo- general football away from Liverpool. And that might interest a lot of people that are in this chat because the Liverpool fans, the majority of them. But what we want to do is we want to be able to get on, chat about it, um, bring up all these different leagues, different things you might have seen during the week. You mightn't have players you might know, players you might not know. And Jonathan's might, right there as well, the League of Ireland. You know, yeah, I mean, hundred percent. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of lads in the chat who live over here. I live. I mean, I live halfway between Cork and Limerick, but mm. Turner's Cross is a bit far for me to be mm. going on a week on a Friday night to go and watch Cork City, especially in the second division. Yeah, do you know? So it's like I wouldn't be too into the League of Ireland, but I'd be mm-hmm. half interested in what's going on. You know, yeah. because you can guarantee that any player worth their salt that's coming through will get snapped up like Cuevin Kelleher was. And usually, like, your man, the, the keeper who's at Man City, Bazunu or Bazunu. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Started, he played up in Dublin, didn't he? He, he started the road. Yeah, so stuff like that would be interesting as well. you really interesting. Um, yeah, the thing is, like that's what we want to do, and and we're not, we're not, like I said, we're not experts. Um, we really aren't, but it's just, it's kind of grown, it's kind of grown because of um, conversations we have and and what we get into on this channel, and then we kind of go, we can't go too far with that. It's a Liverpool channel, but it, it kind of just seems to come up all the time. So we said, why, why don't we do it? And it'll be very easy going. Um, we are going to try guests and we're going to just have a bit of crack with it twice a week. We're going to do something, I think, hopefully next week, just to do a full show on it to let people know. And, and not only that, let people come in and tell us, can you do this? Can you try that? And the thing that tipped it over the edge was, was Keith has come to us with an idea for a show. And it's a brilliant idea for me. And I don't want to, I'm not going to give anything away in it, but it will take research from Keith. Um, I think he's going to try to do it once a month because that's the research he's putting into it. But it's something where basically, without sound patronising, it's, it's going to educate a lot of people 
on things that has hap- have happened in football. That's the only thing I, I will say to you. Um, it's really, really, really good. And um, that's kind of the thing that went, you know what, that could be something we could do. So just look out for it. Um, subscribe if you can. I'm trying to sort that link out for you while I'm talking to Kev, but I'm not having much luck at the minute. But if you go on to, um, if you if you even want to our Twitter, um, and there's a tweet there regarding on the day trippers, uh, yeah, the day trippers. Um, you should be able to uh, find a tweet there with a link to the channel. And I'm just going to check something else here. It's just live. Um, so is now I'm checking and I'm trying my best. Uh, Are you doing that? Um, the T20 is starting in earnest this weekend as well. Um, it's in Abu Dhabi and Dubai. Yep. The second most watched sporting event in the world this weekend will be India versus Pakistan. Yeah. That's on Sunday afternoon, two o'clock or two 30. The last time they played in the T20 world cup, there was 277 million people watched it in oh, India. For sake. It is a religion <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. I mean, I love cricket. I, lo- I absolutely love it. But I'm not a massive fan of T20. I'll watch it because the games are quick. Three hours, boom, it's done. Yeah. You know, hour and a half bat on each side. And it's wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. As many runs as you can get. Take as many risks as you can take. And the games are usually really good. It's starting off tomorrow, um, Australia and South Africa in earnest. I mean, we, were, we played today. Ireland lost to Namibia. <laughs> in a game right. that we should have won. Uh, we were favourites to win, but we threw it away, just played badly on the day, so we're out. And that's a massive blow to Irish cricket because of the the money that they're going to lose for future, for kids, and setting up a league. I mean, there is a league in Leinster and there's a, legal, a league in Munster, but they were depending on money from this T20 World Cup to fund more cricket in schools and what have you throughout the year, but we're out. That's a shame. But Australia, South Africa would be big, but India, Pakistan is going to be absolutely monstrous. And I mean, going to the World Cup, T20, India probably favourites, um, favourites to win it outright. Yeah, he just reckons India are going yeah, to win. They should do. Um, they've, because of the IP. A midnight talker says T20 is the best farmer. <laughs> well, it's quick. That's the thing. I mean, I prefer test matches. I started watching cricket in the late 80s. And I prefer test matches. I just do. Um, I wouldn't mind going to a test match and just, you know, sitting there and just having a beer and just. And that's it. That, that is it. I've been yeah, to I a think few. I try that. We should try. We should try more stuff like this because Veranda Chase says, "Gav, would you ever try lawn bowls?" He's played it down in Crumlin a few weeks ago. You're lying to me here, but um, a go and it was brilliant. Have you ever tried lawn bowls? I'd love a go. Never, never. I'd love a go with that. Um, never. I'd love a never go with that. It. Couple more questions. Uh, Jonathan says, uh, "I hope you still plan to do a pod on the 1990s Premier League fat footballers and the madness of it all." Of course, yeah. Inspired by um, Terry Venables, Brian Robson, and Middlesbrough. Yeah, we are planning to do that, but um, only when Phil is available to do it. Um, and people have asked, "Where's Avi and Connor?" They just war commitments have, have snookered them, and we're covering as best we can. Yeah. Um, you guys got to think as well. Look, Avi works in the, Avi lives in the states. Yeah, so well, he's that's in a completely it. Completely different time zone. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. 
we're just we're just covering it as, as much as we need to and having a bit yeah. of laugh. Um, and there was one other thing there. Somebody, oh, I am Ham Waller. Is Ham Waller going to tell us his name before he changes to Ham Waller? I don't think he is. He says, uh, "Real talk, Gav. The best shows you lot do are the random chats between you and that loony and the young." <laughs> we couldn't be doing that every week. You fucking joke me. Um, because it takes me a while to get into conversations with Andy over the course of maybe a month or two, where I notice stuff that irritates him and I notice stuff that he says that's weird and I note them all in my phone and then I come and have a big chat with him about him. like the latest being like he has to spend loads of money on um, toasters because the, he's, the toasters he's is, to, I, I saw the picture yeah, he's, try, he's I, trying to uh, picture the toaster in the kettle yeah it's a smeg one and, and he, yeah. he's, he's basically trying to wash his um his, his upbringing off him um, as he grows older basically that's what it is Um, let me see let me see Um, there's nothing else there um, no questions was um, okay hold on Veranda Cheese's mother and brother are members and I went down to try it honestly I was good because of reading puts on the green health right Veranda Cheese you tell me when I can go and play that with you because I know Veranda Cheese I know I've played golf with him. Um, he's a mate of Andy's as well so you tell me and I'll go I'll fill him a day trippers long balls tournament in Crumlin if we can go down and play how does that sound um, Midnight Talker got pissed once Playing balls, nice. We had a laugh. Um, yeah. Right before we go into football, because we've got fifteen minutes left, yeah. just to let you know, um, with me and Kev covering this show, um, we are going to try to get into NFL. Right, we we casually watch it. We like the red zone. Yeah. Um, we watch it on a Sunday when it gets down to the business end of it, which is usually it's Christmas onwards. January, yeah, yeah, you January, know, February. I think Super Bowl. Yeah, the yeah. Super Bowl tends to be the end of February. So when it gets down to the championship games. I tend to. Do you know what the season really starts in earnest when they're finished in Europe? You yeah. know they have their Mickey Mouse games over here, but when they get into like week 10, 11, 12, is mm-hmm. um, that's when you start seeing the the deciders. You know who's gonna who's gonna be in the playoffs? Who's gonna who's gonna totally miss out? And that's when I start to get really. You know, so I'll really go. I'll start going out of my way to watch it. But you ask me to name a player, a quarterback, nah. Yeah, but outside of Tom Brady and players like that, you know the exceptions. But in general, nah, I wouldn't be a biblical follower of it. But I'd watch it. Okay, uh, I'm trying to. Um, I'm still trying to fix this link piece. <laughs> um, that's how that's how bad it's got. But uh, let me see if I can fix this. Right. The one thing I find weird with American sport is the idea that you could be like years ago. Remember the it was the LA Raiders. Now yeah. they're in Las Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah. How, they just keep how moving. How the blue hell do you have they a just move the franchise? Yeah, you just up and move. Could you imagine that in England in the Premier League? You know, Spurs have decided to move to Ipswich. You know, because the county council in Ipswich decided we're going to build you a brand new stadium again, and it's bigger and it's better, and it's got all the bright lights and the big thing. Could you imagine that? It's just alien to us over here. You know, I think they got something right with the college system, the way because they don't do transfers. You do player swaps, and you know you have a wage cap and a wage minimum and all that stuff. I think that's really good. But the idea that they can up a team and move it to a different city because yeah. they're building a better, better stadium for them, yeah, that's just alien to me. That's well, why it's mad. I, it's mad but, but we're definitely going to try to get into it. Yeah, we'll I'll, definitely give it up. My backstory to the NFL was I couldn't understand like. How did you do home and away? Is there's loads of fucking teams, and then I was like, no, you're in a division, and you play 
home and away against the teams in the division and you play home against half the teams in the division and home yeah. against half the t- or away against this and that's how you get your that's how you get your league finish in your division and then it goes to playoffs from them divisions and, so, and I get all that now yeah. and has he landed with the ball we're on his foot and is his foot in and I, I, I was all over the shop but I took I took the I took the um the road of don't try over understand it. Just sit and relax and watch it. And you actually start picking stuff up. But yeah. Ray Dicko of this parish told me about three years ago that the New York Giants were good. And I went with them because I liked the city of New York. And they're yeah. shit. Right? Yeah. And they have been. Not as years, bad as the Jets. No, not as bad as the Jets, but again, the Giants. So between me and you, we're going to try um keep an eye on the NFL, aren't we? Yeah. And we look at people as much as we can. Let us know what your team will be. Well, you got, um, yeah, let us know in the chat who you guys, who do you look out for? Who's who's ones to watch? You know, if you're sides, do, who's doing bits this year? Yeah. Um, who to avoid? Yeah, so let, let us know who you think that might be. So, um, last things, um, the best things come to those who wait. Big, big, big weekend of football. So, as you said, there's loads of cracking games in the Premier League. Yeah, there's um, only one that matters. There's only one that matters, and you've done a big preview on Carnage last night, so we're going to knock on a bar people <laughs> with um with um, another big preview. But, Kev, you know, I've given a prediction. I think you, I don't know what, I think your prediction might have been 3-1, was it? I think I went 3-1, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the only thing I would say is, has... I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you, will you stick to that prediction first of all? And people in the chat throw us in your predictions for United against Liverpool. Heart in the head one now. Yeah, yeah whatever wins. you want. Whatever, whatever, whatever you want. want. We we we're not asked. Um but the only thing I would ask you, Kev, is are you sticking to that prediction base and, and what do you make of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer telling us that he might have players injured when we really know they aren't? He's look, if he'd have turned around and said that Fred was injured and Fred was a doubt, I'd have said, Yeah, fair enough. You pulled him off at half time and he pulled up with a hamstring. I thought, yeah, fair enough. Bruno played the full game. He didn't look like he was on the effects of any kind of a... Yeah, that's an interesting one, Beja. Um, yeah, he Bruno didn't look like he was suffering any effects in that game. He ran his socks off, in fairness, in the second half. It, I, Marcus went off with a dead leg, but it was his second game back after a long layoff. You know, so it wouldn't be surprising to me if he was, if he does play. The thing is with United, United are out of the League Cup, so they've got a week off next week. So mm. they can take a, a slight gamble with Marcus Rashford and any other player, to be honest. I don't see, I don't think Fred will play. I, I, I'd be surprised if Fred plays if he had any kind of a hamstring injury that's, you know, even a slight hamstring strain, you're not recovering in a few days. You know, and I don't think they're in a position where they can gamble. Not with someone. I mean, whether we like it or not, he's a tidy. He's a tidy footballer who does a job. You know, he's not. It's one thing. I suppose. Look, you look at the Premier League table now, right? And the points in that everyone is really close. What have you? But the goal difference of the sides in the top three yeah. are in double figures already. There's the diff- there's the marker of where the three best sides are in the league. Mm-hmm. United are plus three, I think. Yeah, we're you know, plus about we're plus thirteen or fourteen. Or yeah. no, we might be plus sixteen or something. Yeah, I think we're like, that's what that's what I mean. I mean, you don't really look at a points total at, the, at this stage of the season, but you can you can get a bit of a gauge on where sides are by their goal difference. It tells a bit of a story 
And I think United have scraped through a lot of games this season, winning by the odd goal here and there, winning games they deserve to lose and dropping points where they should have got something apart from poor, poor finishing. They're look, they're a good side. They're a good side going forward, but they have problems at the back. They should they give you chances. They give you chances, but they get chances. They make chances for themselves as well. So mm. on a good day for them, if their finishes finishing is on par, they're capable of getting a result. You know, and in a lot of ways, this form kind of goes out the window a bit. Yeah, but if but if they we if we if we if we take if we take a quarter of the chances that they cough up to us, we'd score three or four. Yeah, we could do. I mean, this game could be out if we if they don't start it right, we could be out of sight in half an hour. You know, we really, really could if we're on it from the start. Like we were at Atletico Madrid, we were on it for the first 15, 20 minutes. Mm. Under that kind of pressure, we could really turn that crowd in a very quick in very quick time. You saw how they went off at halftime against Atalanta, and that wasn't the best Atalanta side by a long way. Yeah. You know, I think if we turn up to and play to anywhere near our capabilities or our form where we're at and play the game and not the occasion, then I think last year's win does us a lot of good this season. I think we'll we we could really, really hurt them. Yeah. You know, if we're really on it. There's a lot of there's a lot of people in the chat like feel like we owe United one, even though we won there last yeah. season. But um I, I agree. I, I want to see us come out and I want United to play to their best and us to play to our best. And then I want to, to see us win. That's what I want to see. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want us to go out. Like I've said, we win 4 1. I'm just, I'm just so fucking, not even confident. I'm just so, I want this game now. I want to fucking yeah. now. I don't want to wait. You know, when you have that big game, you kind of go, I'll wait for it because it's fucking, I'm still a bit nervous and, you know, I kind of need a couple of days to get my head around this before I can get into it. I haven't been like that. No. Since the, since the, even before Atletico, since the win over Watford, I've been like, if we could play United tomorrow, bring it on. I'll fucking play them. No yeah. problem. It's just one of those. But, um, you know, um, Ham Wallace says he always goes shouty at the end of the last 10 minutes of a pod. I'm sorry. Don't apologize. We're ignoring yeah, you anyway, but don't be worried about it. Um, I'm only messing with my target. Uh, <laughs> how could we be reading this out? Um, it's, it's, it's just one of those where I just I'd love both teams to play to their ability, and then Liverpool will win the game, and then we wouldn't have any bullshit coming out afterwards. But we we have to wait and see. I'll just take any. Yeah, win. I'm. Lo- I'm. Re- you know, you get to the stage of big <coughs> games. We had City, Chelsea, United. This is United's first real test of the season. You know where they've played someone. Mm. I mean, they've had a really soft start to the season. In yeah. A, in a lot of ways, they played a couple of decent sides, but no one in. None of their competitors. Um, we've we're a bit battle hardened now. We've played Chelsea, we've played City. Yeah, you know we're looking at this and thinking, you know, you there's nothing that there's nothing that United have that we haven't seen this season. Yeah, you know, there's, they're not better than Chelsea. They're nowhere near City's level. I think I saw a little an interview with a bit of, a snippet of an interview with Robbie Fowler earlier on tonight, and even he he said it is one of the one of his quotes that. People don't understand how f- how far United still are behind us, City and Chelsea. Yeah, you know they have a lot of star names, but they remind me an awful lot of what PSG are at the minute. They're they're a set of individuals who are capable of the in- of individual moments. 
they're just not capable of winning anything over the course of a season. They really are so far away. You know, and United fans will blame Ollie, they'll blame this, they'll blame that. They're deluding themselves. They really need to sit down and have an honest conversation with themselves about where their club is. They're n- they're they're not far away from where Spurs were and where Spurs are are at the minute. It won't take much for United to flip a switch and be what Spurs are now. Yeah, because it's it's it's, it's strange because you've seen you've seen people saying like uh, Ollie's. Um, United career kind of rests on this and you know I don't know like I'm not really arsed if his if career rests on this or not um, I just want to go out no. and beat them and I think you know what I think Liverpool I think you're spot on what you say I think we play the game and not the occasion because I think United fans um, as much as we don't like them I think they'll try and make that as, as much of an occasion as they can to be a leveller if you know what I mean yeah, yeah. you know they, they'll try to be a bigger influence than they ever have been because I think they know hand on heart that if, they, if these teams go in and play, Liverpool will go and win. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Veranda Cheese is clearly on the cans. He says, I'm going to make a map prediction here and I'm going to, we're going to beat United like they beat Southampton last year with the highest win in Premier League history. Maguire red card in the eighth minute and a goal bonanza. Um, if that happened, my head would fall off. <laughs> Genuinely. I'll tell um, you what, I would be so watching the Sunday night show. Yeah, I would, so would you know, I. I'd be sat there like 20 minutes early in the yeah. chat. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, just pouring cans over your own head. Bring it on, that happen. Uh, <laughs> Salah versus Shaw versus Slabhead equals a madness, says Hamwaller. Um, yeah. and Bojan, last thing on it, Bojan, you know, you're a rudder of the ship, but a proper manager that could make significant strides because they have some brilliant players. You're correct, I don't think they can. I, I right. think they can, and and the reason being is because not only have they got some good players, I think the proper person in there to change their attitude rather than anything else, I think, would be key to them. Genuinely, I think I think there's a few of them in there that just look at Solskjaer and go, "I'm fucking bigger than you." Yeah. You know, sort of way. And I'll get I think that that's, side of it. I, I think that's I think that's where it might be. But look, um, other game, other big games around Europe. Um, Interplay Juventus, Barcelona against Real Madrid. Um, let's do some predictions before we finish out. So, Barca Real. Barca Real. I think Real beat them four now. Okay. Um, I fancy Real heavily as well. Yeah, they had a good win in, in the week, and Barcelona are just blooding kids. They're. Yeah. They're blooding kids, man. They're in a sorry, sorry state. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, look, you people I've, can laugh and joke about it, but at the end of the day, they're still an institution in world football and the Messiah will produce talent. They're signing players up to ridiculous extensions. Mm-hmm. But if they can keep the core of a youth site and bring them through together, they could be there. To, if they get the investment that they're needed, two, three years, they're not gonna. They're not gonna disappear. But at the moment, they're picking. They're cannon fodder, and they could. Yeah. There's a real chance that they might not qualify for the Champions League next year. Yeah, Midnight Hawker has Real by four or five. Yeah. Um, Barca shock two one win for Santandi. Fatty some, to get the goals. Um, it'd be some um, game. And Laura Duffy says Barca is Fatty's team now. So of course that, that there is extensions going on there, and they're trying to keep hold of them players. Yeah. Um, and hope talk, talk for us about us and uh, Dembele will come up again soon. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, and Cloptimistic Red Steve says, Fat, you just signed a new contract. How long has Pedri got on his? I think Pedri is up for a new one as well. Um, he's on the verge, or he's either. I think yeah. Gavi's signed. Um, Antifati has signed. Pedri will be next if he yeah. hasn't already signed. But yeah. they're signing up all the kids. So, whatever yeah. promises they're making them. They must be telling them that they're going to build a club around them and they're going to be the, fu- the future, you know? So Yeah, it's one of those. Um, 
Um, do, 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 let me see. But uh, Bejan says they both signed for a billion bio. Yeah, that's just Midnight Talker, it'll be men against boys, like Kev says, in his opinion. Um, just in Italy, because um, that big game in Inter versus Juve, Napoli flying, I think they're eighth me um, in Serie A. You look at Juventus struggling a little bit. Milan are keeping pace um, with... Um, with Napoli and Inter, I think, are toward a fourth at the moment yeah. um, as defending champions. Um, that's a big game for both of them, isn't it? So, it even is, yeah. the season. Yeah, I mean, Napoli with Osserman up front. Osserman is, he had, his, he had a big move from France. Um, and his first season, he was quiet. He didn't really do much, but he's kicked on this season. He is seriously quick, lightning quick. And he's developed his game now. He's He looks like a proper nine. He's, he's one to watch. Um, you got Tammy Abraham with Roma. Um, started off the season like a house on fire, and has tailed off a little bit. So that would be an interesting game. But Inter Milan Juventus will be the big game. It is the big game. It's a massive, massive game. Yeah. No matter where Juventus are, and Juventus has struggled at the start of the season. The is it Anto- not Antonio. Who's the manager that went back there? He was there for a good few years. Someone in the chat will stick. Allegri. Allegri. Allegri is our manager. And there was, a, I think, one of the centre backs, one of their centre backs came out against Ronaldo, against, uh, with quotes about Ronaldo. Oh, saying Ronaldo, that if he'd have left, if he'd have left on the fourth. If he left in, in August, they'd have given him a chance to replace, to replace yeah. him. But he left it so late, he shafted him, basically. Yeah. And I think the buyer is injured, but he should be available for the bench. But Juventus need to win. Uh, they've lost a lot of ground at the start of the season, so they've got to try and get something this weekend. I think that's Sunday evening, maybe Sunday seven, eight o'clock, something like that. But that that's always a good game. You know, they're always they're yeah. always decent games. There's not much so, going on in Germany this week. Marseille and PSG will be another one. Oh, another belt, yeah, yeah. Um, Marseille are well. Apparently, the PSG fans have been banned from travelling. Yeah, uh, this weekend. Because yeah. of the trouble they've had before, so it'll be a it'll be a white hot atmosphere in Marseille. In the velodrome, yeah. Um, so before we go, um, that link, by the way, should be it was sorted. Chiellini, yeah, Laura, um, Laura's on the ball. Yeah, um, that link should be sorted in your show description now for the um, Man on Football Show, and of course, if you go to Twitter at Man on Footy Show, um, the Twitter page is there, and we keep we will be um, from Monday, we will be updating people on what we're doing, and we'd be looking for suggestions as to what you would like to see on shows. But if you can support us, great. If you like talking about European football, South American football, MLS, internationals, lower league, whatever it might be, we're going to try talk about as many things as possible twice a week. Um, um, for about an hour to an hour and a half. We might push it to an hour and a half, but we're trying to work the schedule around this channel as well because people that work on that channel work on this channel. So we're trying to do our absolute best not to clash. Um, Kev, we're all, the big one is United and Liverpool at the weekend. Yeah. But aside from that, you can pick one other match or sporting event over the weekend to watch. What are you watching? Um, nah, no, I'm watching the F1. Um Depending on how the United Liverpool game goes, if we get a positive result, I'm going to sit back with a few cans and watch the F1 Sunday night and put my feet up and relax. So stick the, in, the red zone on later. Okay, you're be not allowed to watch the red zone. You oh, watch the Formula One. Watch Formula One. Red zones on later. I stick red zone. No, on no. Cabinet. I said you only can only watch one. Formula One then. It'll right, be Formula One because so that Formula championship one. is heating right up. It'll be the, it'll be the F1. 
No worries. Um, <laughs> see, I mean, you've got tomorrow Brighton now. You've got Brighton, three Brighton, games tomorrow. Brighton, Brighton against City. Brighton City could be a tasty one. Yeah, I, I think I think that's the one I might go for. Brighton against City, um, just to see what goes on there. Brighton have started well. They do draw against Arsenal. They draw away to Norwich. Just kind of burst up, not burst up over a little bit, but you know they were flying, absolutely flying, um, before those two draws. But um, yeah, it should be it should be good. Um, yeah, the thing is now these are the type of games City would expect to be going to win, and they're often the games that they can have trouble with. Yeah, you know, so Potter's given him given Pep. Issues and problems before, so yeah, that'd be a decent game. That um, somebody think the Wolves, that, somebody Wolves needs to get three o'clock tomorrow. Be interesting. You know, somebody tell me that that link is not working. Well, I'm clicking and it's working here, so I don't know what's going on there. But it is working. But the link is also in the um, the link is also on the Twitter page as well. Um, yeah, I think City City Brighton. I think it might be one to watch just just for the crack tomorrow. Right, I think time, isn't it? Yeah, I th- yeah, I think that's yeah. I think that's about it. We've covered loads of sport. Um, shed loads, man. Um, there is shed loads on this weekend. No, it's an unusual one, so mm, it's there for everyone. Yeah, and there's, there's people and if there. Not, strictly is on tomorrow night as well. So, <laughs> well, there's people there telling me that um, the link isn't working. I don't know what device you're on, but it's um, just let me double check. Um, I turn down the volume here so I don't hear myself in the background, and this is great podcasting right now. Yeah, Red Steve, that's an interesting show with Chelsea and Norwich. Do you with Chelsea missing two strikers now? They'll still right? beat Norwich. They, they yeah. should do. Well, they will do. Yeah. yeah, but they're they're going to be putting an awful lot of work on Kai Havertz until the other lads come back. That's what I said at the start of the season. Them letting Giroud and Sammy both go could hmm. come to knock them later on. The, the only the only the only thing is, I think it'll push it'll push them into a different style because when you watch them early in the season, Lukaku was the focal point and they played everything off him and yeah. they let the likes of Mount Havertz, whoever else, run off him. I, I think you might just end up going with Havertz up front and then yeah. just try to use him. Yeah, or, or Mount or whatever they can find in around them yeah. because that's the key to their game for me. Um, and Havertz, he won't do exactly what Lukaku does. It's not a chance, but if he can do 70% of what they do um, where he does I think that they'll yeah. be okay but the I think it'll be interesting if, if, if he can handle the workload that's the thing yeah it'll be interesting to see how they get on now especially with them being out probably till, well Lukaku looks mid-December um, Werner could be a bit longer than that I think I read but we'll yeah. have to wait and see and they lose um, Zayich as well for the, in the AFCON so yeah um, the the link um, it probably won't work because you've watched this video continuously I've changed the link mid-show so you probably have to just refresh our page and you get a new link and that'll bring you in but as I said um, subscribe if you can it's on the Twitter page share it around um, and as I said it's going to be a football show about all sorts of football and it won't be just oh they won that game it'll be stories from football as well we're just going to cover as much as we can very light-hearted um, but debate at the same time because you don't really put us together and it ends up just light-hearted. There's always a bit of a debate goes on, but it's something we're just looking to have a bit of fun with. And if we can get support for it, great. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Kev, it's been an absolute pleasure. As yeah, enjoyed always. tonight. It was really yeah, good. Yeah, it was good crack. Yeah. Um, it was really good. And look... Um, Thanks to everyone in the chat week. as well, by the yeah, way. Yeah, the guys. chat's been great. The chat's, the chat's been, been hopping great. all night. It's been great. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. It's been great. Um, we're still trying to get in contact with Laura Duffy's representatives with regards to coming on the show. Um, they're, they're harder to get hold of than Mo mm. Salas, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, there's been so many people calling. 
um, for a lot of Duffy to come on the show. But, oh, yeah, no, we wouldn't put under any pressure to come on because some yeah, people just like being in the chat and having a chat. Um, we wouldn't do That's that. But, uh, uh, but yeah, no, and listen, the chat has been brilliant, um, absolutely yeah. brilliant. With regards to the weekend, we're off tomorrow. Uh, two shows, sorry, three shows Sunday, pre and post match, and then the fat back for Sunday night, and then we're back into next week. And um, next week looks like the forum on Monday. Uh, the midweek fix will be Tuesday, I think, because we play Preston on Wednesday. Yeah, um, so we'll have a pre and post match for that carnage on Thursday. Uh, back with this sports unplugged on Friday. Um, two shows on the Saturday for Brighton. I'm in Liverpool for that game, so the lads will be looking after that. And then the Sunday will be the fat back four, and Keith is looking after that one. Well, um, me and Sean are having a romantic weekend away with Andy. So make that what you want. Right, that has been um, that has been sports unplugged. Um, thanks a million for watching, and we'll talk to you soon. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.